podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. We are making our picks for the upcoming weekend. Joining me, as they always do, my good friends, Daniel Alexander. One time. Let's run it back. Give me another lead. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, sir. It's going to. Uh, and Chris Ross. Yeah, how you doing? Another Another great week. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you just mean like in, in the picks or in general? Cause in general football, I'm, I'm in tired. football, that yeah. was maybe the, one of the best weekends of college football ever. That was, oh, that was fun. That was very fun. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that one. Was that the week? Everyone said it was the best weekend or the weekend before that? No, that was the weekend before no, was no, supposed that... to be the, the great, amazing weekend. Mm-hmm. And then last weekend was just, it always oh, happens. Did. It's always when you're like, there's only two ranked matchups. It's not that big a deal. And then the weekend just like over delivered. I was I was up late watching the end of the UTSA Western Kentucky game because I had that dog pick there. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, this is crazy and awesome. Then just it was a perfect end cap to what was a fantastic weekend of college football. And I, I really hope we get some more of that this coming weekend. Um, so let's yeah. let's recap. Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, I was disagreeing with you. Like it was just it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, except for, you know, winning. That That's nice. Um, speaking of winning, I won last week. Uh, I went four and one uh, to bring my, my season total to 28 and 18 and, and give me a nice three-game cushion over Chris. Uh, I hit on the over 63 and a half in Oklahoma, Texas. Hit on Baylor minus three. Hit on TCU minus one and a half. Hit, on, as I mentioned, on my dog of the week, UTSA. And uh, my non-Big 12 picks continue to be terrible. Missed on Bama minus 17 and a half. Uh, Texas A&M pulling off, honestly, one of the most unlikely likely upsets we've seen in a while. That was that was incredibly impressive from them. I really thought once Bama took that lead, it's like it's over. It was coming. It's done. And then A&M pulled off the upset. I was, I was crazy. That game was awesome. And then to finish it off, like I said, that UTSA Western Kentucky game, uh, game clinching interception. 
Oh, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, Chris, you you were the runner-up last week, going two and three. Hit on Baylor minus three. Hit on your dog, Eastern Michigan. Missed on Texas plus three and a half. Missed on Texas Tech plus two. And uh, missed on Western Michigan minus ten and a half. Uh, as I mentioned, two and three. Season total is 25 and 21. How, how do you feel about, about how last weekend went? First losing week. I'm going to blame it on the on the OU-Texas game. That was kind of a bad beat there. All te- all Oklahoma had to do was kick the field goal. I'd still get the cover, but no, they had to, they had to run it in to rub salt in the wound there. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, yeah, you covered that over was almost done at halftime, right? Yep. It was like six points shy of halftime or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, but yeah, you it know, it was a phenomenal game, so I'm not too mad about it. It's one of the best Red Rivers ever. Now, I'm not saying it's the best, but definitely it's one of the best ones of the last, you know, 20, 30 years by by a long shot. Uh, Daniel, one and four last week, man. Uh, hit on OU minus three. Missed on West Virginia plus three. Missed on Texas plus two. Missed on New Mexico plus 19 and a half. And missed on your dog, Memphis. Uh, how you doing, bud? Hey, nowhere to go but up, right? Or just stay in the cellar. Either way, right? <laughs> it's all good. Now, hey, Oklahoma minus three, never in doubt. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about <laughs> no, my favorite part. It, it was about a little game, in doubt. It was favorite, a little in doubt. The best is like literally three hours later, half of Twitter is just freezing cold takes. You know, that's the best part about that game is that so many experts. We all knew this was coming for Oklahoma. We, they didn't get off the bus. We knew they were going to have this kind of game. What kind of game? Where they win by seven and cover the spread, no doubt, no sweat. Yeah, the, my favorite was Burn Orange Nation. Uh, shout out to them. Tweeting, we want Caleb. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah that was. Uh, they did not. They did not want Caleb. To their credit, they owned it afterwards. So uh, give them all the credit. But it was pretty funny. Between that and so, the University of Texas, like official football Twitter account, like tweeting when Texas got like tied it up and then they didn't tweet again for like 24 straight hours, just didn't say anything at all. Nah, just they, like, they didn't give a final score, anything. Nothing. They didn't tweet squat. It was like, nah, nah, man, they ain't, yeah. ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. Just going to ignore it. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. That was so good. Uh, okay, so as I mentioned, season standings, I, I remain in the lead. I'm trying not to be superstitious about it. Uh, 28, 18. Uh, Chris at 25 and 21. Daniel at 20 and 26. We got a full slate, seven games today, five Big 12 games, and of course our non-Big 12, and our dog of the week will be picking as well. Um, but before we do that, college football season is here, and no tailgate is complete without a grill. And no grill is complete without gridiron metalworks go to gridiron metalworks find collegiate branded grill grates and griddles with actual school logos as well as other awesome metal goods like flower pots stainless steel bookends coasters and can coolers among other things all in actual school colors not just the yeah it's it's pretty close like you'll find at other places grilling at the game this saturday sear your steak burgers brats or veggies with the perfect pistol pete baylor bear or kansas jayhawk grill marks They've got grill grates and griddles for all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Plus, these are the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. We can almost guarantee you'll find something from Gridiron that someone on your holiday shopping list does not have. 
These are high quality, custom cut, and made in the USA. And as someone who enjoys turning on the grill during the fall, during football season, during basketball season, and as someone who is a diehard Oklahoma State fan, yeah, an Oklahoma State griddle for my grill, fantastic. Right now, when you use the promo code 1012, that's T-E-N, the number 12, T-E-N-1-2, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. And all orders over $100 get free shipping. So whether you're looking for a Kansas State grill grate, a West Virginia griddle, or a unique metal home good for your college football, college sports collection, visit gridironmetal.com. Use the promo code 1012 for 15% off your first order. You can also find the link in our show notes. Gridiron Metalworks for the college super fam. Hey y'all, we're Fire the Cannon, part of the 1012 Network of Podcasts. I'm Megan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rocky, and we cover all things University of Texas sports. And a little bit of everything else. College football, NFL, sports news, and of course, our hottest takes on everything in between. Find us on your favorite podcast platform for new episodes every week. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at FireTheCannon1. That's the number one, y'all. Thanks for listening to Fire the Cannon. All right, uh, so let's kick this off. You guys ready to go? Make some picks? I'm ready. Let's make some picks. Yeah, let's we, go. We do this in chronological order as we always do. So we're going to start with the 11 a.m. game on Fox, their marquee game of the weekend. Texas hosting Oklahoma State, the Big 12's only ranked on ranked matchup this weekend. 5 uh, 0 Oklahoma State traveling to Austin to face 4 2 Texas. Um, this one is a, this is going to be a good one. This one I think is going to be a really good game. I am. Obviously, as an Oklahoma State fan, I am both excited and um, already in my feels about it. Uh, Texas currently a five-point favorite. This one, I, this line's a little bit all over the place. So we're going to have some some real shop-around options here from what I see. Uh, Over-under at about 60. It seems to be the pretty much the consensus. Uh, as I am the winner for last week, that means that I uh, get the honor of going first this week, as we usually do. <sighs> I thought a lot about this game. Um, it's a, it's a great matchup of strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. You get Oklahoma State's defense, who is legitimately good, and, and against arguably the best offense they faced. And that's so that's your strength on strength. And you get weakness on weakness. Oklahoma State's offense, it is it is conservative even by Gundy standards. They want to run the ball. It, they don't want to pass a whole lot. They're staying within kind of just to just keep it simple. Uh, meanwhile, Texas's defense, not great, uh, not not awesome, and not great against the run, though I'm sure they're going to try and figure something out to make sure to stop Oklahoma State on Saturday. I want uh, to to give some credit to our new Oklahoma State podcast, Feels Like 45, which just launched this week. They've got their Texas preview, Cade Webb and Dustin Ragusa. Love having these guys as part of the 1012 Network. Very excited about having an Oklahoma State podcast that I also don't have to host, which is awesome. Um, they made the greatest point that I, I think I've seen this week is is t- as good as Oklahoma State's defense is, I think a successful performance from them this weekend is one where Texas is still probably going to put up 30 points. Like I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. And I and I do think based off how good Texas's offense has been to this point, that is a it is a solid defensive performance. The question becomes, can Oklahoma State how many points can Oklahoma State put up? And again, not a great offense against a, a bad defense. Can't we saw what they did against a Here's my deal. 
For Oklahoma State to win this game, I think they have to have a defensive score or a special team score. I think that somebody other than the offense for Oklahoma State is going to have to put up points if Oklahoma State has a chance in this game. I think Texas is going to put up at least 30. The question becomes, can Oklahoma State put up that much? As as suspect as Texas's defense has been, I think they are going to. I am taking the over. I can get it at 60. Um, that feels good. I feel like this is one that goes, ah, ooh, well, what's points bet? I don't know what points bet is. I don't think that one's that one's right. <clears throat> Daniel call points bet. Well, you know what that is? Uh, it's a good site, but if you got a funky number, that's that's probably not right. It's 59 and a half. Everybody else has got a 60 or 60 uh, and a half. So. Well, that's, that might be real. Okay. Well, I'm, if I'm take taking it. the over, I'm going to take it. So I'm going to take over 59 and a half in this game. I don't think it goes over by a lot, um, but I do think the over hits. I think Texas probably wins this game. Um, but that, that four and a half, five line that I'm seeing everywhere feels way too close. And so I, I don't feel like there's enough wiggle room on the other side. I don't feel like there's a ton of wiggle room on the over, but I feel like there's more there than on the line. So I'm going to take the over 59 and a half, especially since I can get that 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 59 and a half. Uh, Chris, where do you want to go here, man? You know, I don't know what to make of Oklahoma State. They are probably the worst number 12 I've ever seen. I, in my opinion, like, I mean, I might be way off there. I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to tell. BYU, on the other hand, they were like 10th, and I don't think they're 10th. I, I can't decide if everybody in the top 25 is overrated or or what uh but renaissance, yeah renaissance season man is josh pate says I, it's renaissance season. I, I don't know i mean oh state's offense just it looked better against baylor it looked a lot better against baylor but i still don't know if i fully believe in it texas oklahoma yes they went and got the win but they were very lucky they had a couple very fortunate breaks in the first half that kept that game even in the ballpark of being able to be saved. And I, I think that gets overrated. Now, the Texas lines, they were dominant in the beginning, and it did flip. I've never seen two lines go from so dominant to just getting pushed around in the second half, and part of that was momentum. But I, I don't know. Against Oklahoma State, the defense – Oklahoma State's defense is legit. I mean, I, I don't want to – for what I'm talking about, Oklahoma State, it's on the offensive side of the ball. But I don't know. I'll give you Twitter's pick. They went – they picked Oklahoma State, plus five and a half with 71.4% of the vote. Twitter is – let me pull this up – 14-7-1 on the season. So not bad. But I'm going to go against them. Efficiency likes Texas a little bit more in this. Uh, I like – I'm going to take Texas as as low as I can get it. I think it's four and a half. I like that this game is in Austin. Although, weird fact, uh, Texas did lose to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in back-to-back weekends, I think, in 2017. And I believe, what was it? Oklahoma State has is like the only team to have like a four-game winning streak in Austin. Yeah. No other mm-hmm. team has ever done it before, so. There's a fun fact for you, but that's been a little, it's been a few years since that, that occurred. So, uh, okay. Texas. Yeah. I can get you four and a half. Daniel, where do you want to go here? Chris, I agree about Oklahoma state, man. Number 12. It, it's really hard to believe. Hey, they're quietly five and zero oh with some good performances, 
the so Boise State game is looking better. You know, sure. Man, they've had a great D when they won. Gundy, if you give Gundy time, he's 24 and 16 against the closing line when he's got more than a week to prepare for an opponent. When his team is still undefeated on the year and he has more than a week to prepare, he's 13 and three against the spread. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Texas lit the world on fire. They, I know they lost the game, but you know they still have this element of looking dangerous. They can score on anybody. I think this is going to be a case where I don't know if Oklahoma State's going to win the game, but I think they keep it close. You know, the classic. You know, what's better, a high-powered offense or or a, a strong defense? I'm going to side with the defense here. I think Oklahoma State's offense is going to be able to do just enough to keep them in this game. Philip, I do agree. Texas scores somewhere in that high twenties, low thirties. I just feel like Oklahoma state's going to be right there with them. This is going to be a close game. Give me that five and a half Oklahoma state. Gundy's got extra time to prepare. One thing I want to point out is in this matchup, Gundy's clock management, you know, a lot of people hate when he gets super conservative, but Sarkeesian did not get conservative against Oklahoma. And that pretty much is what cost them the game. They had four drives in the fourth quarter, and they took less than a minute and a half off each drive. And with in one of the drives, they were up by, um, they they were up by eight, and they went with three straight passes. Mm. The, and, is the Atlanta Falcons versus the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of that for for as much credit as we want to give Oklahoma, and Oklahoma did go get that win. I'm not trying to take away from that, mm-hmm. but you still analyze it, you still look at it. Texas should have won that game. I mean, but I don't sure. I, I don't know what did. the takeaway is. is. Is the takeaway Texas is better than that second half performance, or is the takeaway that Sarkeesian can't manage a game? Uh, you could slice it ten different ways. You know, I mean, whatever narrative you want to go with, you can go with it on that game. Daniel, how do you feel about win bet? Win bet's real. Valid. I mean, again, if there's some if there's some funky, crazy line, if they're three points off market nope, or something, they've got a that's six. Just a, that doesn't feel right. right. No, that's 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 too cheap. Okay. That's too cheap. Five and a half is the that that's the best real line I'm seeing out I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna remind everybody the last time that uh, this is very similar to two weeks ago when we had TCU Texas. Chris had Texas minus four and a half. Daniel had the opponent plus five and a half and I had the over and you guys both won and I lost. So I'm just, just going to mention that this feels strangely deja vu. Um, Okay. Moving on down. We've got, we've got a future big 12 matchup. What will soon be the, the, the new Holy war rivalry in the big 12 BYU traveling to Waco to take on the Baylor bears. Uh, Baylor currently about a six, six and a half point favorite over under around 50, 50 and a half. Uh, Chris, where do you want to go here, sir? Yeah, BYU. I mean, I just talked about them. They were 10th, but, you know, fell to Boise. So that Boise State game looking better for Oklahoma State. But BYU, they're a dog here. They were dogs against all three Pac-12 opponents, if I, if I remember correctly, and, and got the win against all three in back-to-back-to-back weeks. They're better than their performance against Boise State, mostly because they take care of the ball, and they didn't against Boise State. They had four four turnovers, I believe. 
that's not going to happen again. Baylor, they're coming off the big West Virginia win. They found their offensive again with 45 points. They're clicking, and this is at Baylor. Twitter picked Baylor at minus five with 52.1% of the vote. So very narrow vote. I'm going to take, I think the pick here, I'm going to take BYU with as many points as I can get. I think it's six and a half. Efficiency, uh, like BCF and uh, ESPN and stuff, the efficiency ratings like like Baylor by about a field goal. So it's a very narrow margin to play with. But I think I'm going to take BYU. All right. Daniel, what do you want, sir? I'm going the opposite way. Of course. <laughs> no, hey, it's, it, it, it's nothing nothing personal. I think the line is about right. I, I don't see any value either way. Um, my, my raw numbers are not accounting for home field or six. And I don't know how much home field there is anymore this year. Uh, maybe a half point, maybe a point. BYU's D-line is really having a tough time uh, for the past few weeks. And Baylor's rush offense is really taken off in the past month, especially on paper. And this just feels like the kind of game where if it gets to be the second half and Baylor has a four, seven point lead, they're going to be able to really extend that. In my uh, in my real betting, I'm going to be looking for a Baylor second half line. Like if they have a short second half line, they're just going to be able to run all over this BYU front seven. So uh, I'm taking Baylor. This feels like a team sort of like Oklahoma State. They're quietly clicking. They're quietly doing well. While Philip finds you the best line he can, the one thing that I think is not in the numbers is this you know, BYU coming into the Big 12. I think they really want to make a statement. You know, like, it, it'd be great to get this win against Baylor. I'm not sure how much Baylor cares about it right now. Um, obviously, they want to win. Everybody wants to win. But there's a little just added motivation. And people, some people count that. I count that. I'm a believer in that. Some people aren't. But take it for what it is. Uh, I, like, I won't discount that. Uh, you know, I, I, won't, I won't ever say any angle is, like, you know, not worthy or something like that. But that's just not something that – I would cap into this game. I don't think that's something that reflects in the numbers. I don't think bookmakers are accounting for it. Uh, okay, Daniel, I know how you feel about Peppermill. How do we feel about South Point? Oh, South Point, that's real. Real okay. deal, baby. Then I can get you a six. I'm all, all over right. it. All right. Um, Dude, Baylor, Baylor at six yards a rush, they are going to eat on Saturday. That BYU D-line, what do they average? 150 pounds a player? <laughs> Come on. I, you know, Mormons. I don't know. Uh, drink a lot I was like, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm, I, I too am too white to figure out the appropriate joke for this. Uh, okay. Look, I, I do think Baylor is figuring out their offense. I, I, I know what Oklahoma State did to them, but again, Oklahoma State's defense is, is really good. Um, BYU, as you mentioned, Chris, the Boise State lost had four turnovers. They, they had two shots at like fourth and goal up right inside the five and they couldn't punch it in. Like they, they didn't have their starting quarterback. Like it's been, a, it was a really weird game. Like everything that could go wrong for BYU went wrong for BYU at home. Like it's a Boise state team, which I know it makes, it makes the OSU win look better, but I don't, I think it more just, I, I, whatever. These two teams have hit a lot of unders this year. 
both BYU and Baylor. 50 and a half, 51 at South Point. There we go. Isn't very high. And my concern here is that Baylor will put up too many points for this to hit. But I think both teams, if I tracked correctly, like Baylor's got a couple overs, but otherwise all the unders are hitting and their unders are have been set all season at like 50s and 54s and 49s. Right there at 51. Yeah, I can get it at 51. South Point's good. Um, I'm going to take under 51 in this game. I, I I think this game is closer. I do think the BYU is probably the right side because I feel like this line is to some extent a reaction reaction to what happened last week. You know, we're all we all focus on what just happened. What have you done for me lately? Well, you lost to Boise State at home and, and forget it's been a few weeks since they beat three straight Pac twelve South teams. Not that the Pac twelve South is great, but Arizona State, they beat them. They're looking pretty good for that Pac twelve championship at this point. They look like the better team in the South. I think this is a lower scoring affair. I think the under fifty one feels like the right play. If I was with you if I was going with you guys against the spread pick, I would probably go BYU plus six and a half, but I'm gonna take the under fifty one. You know what's really fun about Baylor and BYU? Baylor or BYU is going to join the conference. And immediately, once they do, and so does Houston and Central Florida, the number of Big 12 teams available on home field apparel will go up by three. And maybe by the time 2023 gets here, Cincinnati will join them. We'll join the collection of schools that we already have, like Texas Tech and Iowa State and Baylor and Oklahoma State and West Virginia. And yeah, Texas is on there. And we know TCU is coming. And when I, I just I cannot wait till every Big 12 school is on here because the stuff that they have available on Homefield Apparel is just so stinking good. The most comfortable t-shirts, sweaters, and hoodies. The job that Connor and the team over there at Homefield are doing just continues to impress. In fact, speaking of Texas, pretty sure they added another Texas shirt and didn't publicity like make a big deal about it. Because <clears throat> I saw one the other day and I was like, I don't remember that one being on there. I don't remember this vintage Texas 40 acre shirt being on there. And maybe it was, and I just never got past the Bevo, um, which I still think is pretty awesome, and the Texas fight, which is super cool. Those are really good. Baylor's been on there a while, and the Baylor line still continues to impress. So if you're a fan of one of those schools or any of the hundreds of schools that they currently have on homefieldapparel.com, go visit the website. Use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, and get 15% off your first order. All order of $70 or more, get free shipping. Yes, I, if, if you're listening, I did say TCU. TCU is coming at some point. Don't know when. They announced two new schools they're adding here soon, but they're both AAC or ACC schools like Georgia Tech and whatever. And I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I, I get the feeling that Georgia Tech stuff is going to be really stinking good. Because guys, Hawaii, Tulane, they're amazing. Southern St. Louis, it's awesome. So go to homefieldapparel.com, promo code NETWORK12. Get 15% off your first order. You're rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, and hoodies. Sweaters and hoodies, folks. Winter is coming. This is college football and college basketball season. Are you a Big 12 basketball obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long with exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.
All right, moving on down the line. <laughs> uh, Kansas and Texas Tech. Kansas going to have homecoming. Texas Tech is coming to town. This is arguably Kansas's best chance to get a Big 12 win. I say best. I almost wonder if I should say that West Virginia will be at the end of the season, but we'll see. This is the best, one of the best shots they have at getting a Big 12 win this season. Texas Tech about a 16 and a half point favorite. Over under uh, is down. Ooh, yay. Thank you. Uh, 66, 66 and a half, 67. Depends on where you shop, and I will be shopping around. Uh, Daniel, you are up first. What would you like here, sir? Uh, first off, right, this is, this is the game. We still got... Tech sitting at four wins. They are uh, 17 point favorites. So something like a, you know, 87 percentile chance to win the game or something like that. Um, most likely after this weekend, I'll be making some wonderful donations to some charities in and around Lubbock. Can't wait. Um, with all that said, I really hope Kansas pulls this off and gets their win. I'm with you. I I bring that energy homecoming. Let's get Kansas that big 12 win, but I'm not taking a side on this. I'm hitting the total here. Home teams, overall defensive rank. You know what it is? 129th in the country. Woof. (laughs) Woof, I've got some, I've got some good news though for Kansas. As an away team, Texas tech overall defensive rank. 113. Not, not doing too hot. Uh, that total sitting somewhere around 66 and a half. Again, we've got a situation where Texas Tech is going to be able to show up a little bit. What, they put up 31 last week against TCU. Um, they're big faves with a big total. Texas Tech is going to score. Kansas, homecoming, they have a defense where they can actually do something because, dude, their offense is awful. 100 and what are they 125 against the uh, 125th passing team like 119th rushing team i mean they're awful kansas beat a team this year in america that's so crazy <laughs> we have two terrible terrible d's on the field of course that means the final is going to be like 17 13 or something like that but of course of course over 66 and a half Tech shows out kansas takes advantage of a weak d and tries to put it up for homecoming flying over that total let's go i like it i like it um i mean well you guys know me i'm just gonna go ahead and, and mark my over here as well 66 and a half that's what come on with me let's go chris are we making this a trifecta okay so <laughs> you're right Can, it's homecoming <laughs> so it's homecoming texas tech they're three and three against the spread kansas hasn't covered her spread the Texas Tech's improved defense isn't looking that improved. They got to get better on third down. They, they, third down is horrible. They're coming off the loss to TCU. I mean, Kansas still has Jason Bean, right? Like that's he's been a little <laughs> he's been a little turnover prone the the last couple of games. I I can't go with I can't. So efficiency says Texas Tech wins this by about 13, 13 and a half, and that's. I cannot pick Kansas, not with Jason Bean turning it over, not with Kansas not covering a spread. So I already had this marked down, but I am taking the over. Yes. Efficient. Oh, we're, we're doomed. I'm taking the over. Now, efficiency, now efficiency <laughs> says it's a 64.8 game. 64.8 point game. That's, 
that concerns me a little bit, but it's uh, like you said, they're just, they're going to score more than they usually do. It is what it is. I'm going to go with the over and Hey, if I lose, then so do you. Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> Remember, Kansas put up like 20 something points on Duke. Okay. Kansas can put up 20 points on Texas Tech's defense. I do think they can. Like, and I, I know I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Like Kansas could put up 20. So can Texas Tech put up 40? I, Kansas, I Kansas is going to be high twenties. So, so yeah. BCF has it as thirty nine to twenty five. So great. Um, Kansas overs are outside of playing FCS teams are pretty much lockstep money. So, um, I made the mistake one week of not taking them. Uh, I can't believe that Chris is taking overs. This is this never happens. This is now uh, two straight Kansas games. You're taking the over. I'm so proud of you for for coming on on this side. This is so good. Uh, okay, <clears throat> Oklahoma and TCU, the two teams who have done everything they can. Hey, to not- oh, go ahead. Before we get into TCU, Oklahoma, oh, listeners, you two, just know how happy and fist pumping I'm going to be if Kansas wins this game. This is <laughs> for such a bad game. This is such a big game. I love it. Yeah, that's all. You, had had to put that in there on, on Texas yeah. Tech, Kansas. Huge game. I love it. Something no one outside of Kansas and Texas Tech has ever said before. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I just I just had to get that had to get that on tape or right on to the next game. Good. If this, if this happens, we'll get Albion. on. They, they can we'll we'll, we'll formalize <laughs> and figure out the uh, all the things that need to be done for the tech bet. Um okay. Oklahoma TCU. Two teams that have done everything they can to not talk X's nose this week. You've got quarterback controversies at Oklahoma. <clears throat> you got uh, sh- lockdowns on campus after students at the OU Daily are using binoculars from public buildings to sp- sneak views of practice. You got uh, Gary responding with like, well, Duggan and Evans are banged up and we don't know if they're going to play this week. Like we have so much posturing of anything other than let's actually talk about this matchup that whatever i'm so excited for this game oklahoma currently about a 13 and a half point favorite uh, over under set at about 65 oh man here's here's where i'm torn like the worst kept secret in college football this weekend is that the caleb williams will be the starter for oklahoma like it's it's gonna happen it has to happen and i understand but, that hey Lincoln's- come on rather when he was Stop. in there for the two-point conversion Lincoln is he doing what he has to do. No, Lincoln, he will play. Here's the deal. No, 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 no. Let's no, I agree. He will play like one or two snaps. Lincoln is going to do everything he has to do to keep Spencer Rattler in Norman for the rest of the season because they're going to need him there just in case. He, he might have him transfer. I could see him pull already. a Gundy and put him out there for the first snap so he's still the starter. <laughs> Point is, Caleb Williams is going to play in this game. And look, Picking against Oklahoma was great every week. They couldn't cover spread until last week when Caleb Williams came in and turned everything around. And the most important thing was this. If you watched what happened to Oklahoma's run game when Caleb Williams came in, it completely changed everything because defenses were basically saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to load it deep with, with our DBs. You are not going to throw deep on us. We're going to make you do everything short. And we're going to let you run because we don't think you can really run on us effectively. And also, we know Spencer Rattler won't run. Caleb Williams changed all that. The running lanes opened up. And it's finally, it looked like for a half, like the offense that Lincoln really likes to run. It's kind of like the change that Texas made of going to Casey Thompson. It, it, It better fit the offensive line that they have. 
TCU's run defense is bad. TCU's run defense is bad. I am so tempted to take this over because I do think TCU will put up some points. I hate to take the OU side because every time we've taken the OU side, except for last week, it has burned us all. It's been the wrong pick. But I think Caleb Williams changes things for Oklahoma. So I am going to take Oklahoma to cover. I can get it at 13 and a half, pretty much the best I can do, it looks like. I am okay with saying that OU will win this game by two touchdowns because they're going to be able to run the ball incredibly effectively. TCU will put up some points, but I don't think this one is that close. I feel like 14 is about right. I'm going to take OU to cover 13 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I like the pick. I liked it better when Twitter got it at an 11 and a half. But, oh, yeah, that's a much better line. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I agree. No, Oklahoma's turned a corner. I've never seen a defensive line respond to a quarterback change more in my life. I don't, they believe that they could go win that game. When Caleb Williams came in, that team believed they could go win that game. That whole team and, responded to oh, him in a way that makes you go, yeah. Oh, it wasn't so just that's the, how fans. the team feels. It wasn't just the yeah. fans asking for Caleb Williams. Yeah. It, that, that is Caleb Williams's team. And it will, it will be for the, for it just is. And I feel bad for Rattler. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he had a hard time being in Baker Mayfield and uh, Kyler Murray and even Jake uh, Jalen hurts in their shoes to live up to that. You know, he got, he gets flustered in the pocket a little bit. Caleb Williams looked poised even for a freshman. Uh, Yeah. I, I do think, like you said, that, Radler will get some touches to try to keep him happy because you never know what can happen. But this is Caleb Williams' team. I think Oklahoma's definitely turned a corner. They they look much, much better. This team, I think this is the team that believes that they go play for the national championship. They're in a fortunate position that they haven't lost any of that uh, up until this point, that they are still undefeated. And... Yeah, I mean, like, the only thing, the only knock against Oklahoma here is now there's some tape on Williams for TC for you to try to prepare with. And and Gary Patterson never can him out. Now, the Frogs' defense has been a little suspect for Gary Patterson' defense. I don't know what happened to it. The other big factor, you kind of mentioned this, Max Duggan, Zach Evans, are they going to play? I mean, they look pretty banged up. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Like, I haven't seen... Do you, do you think they're out or do you think they're they're playing? I think they're playing. I think it's all just gamesmanship. I think I think it's I think that's all it is. I don't know. I I think I don't. It's hard to tell with injury, right? With with the Oklahoma thing, it's it's obvious. Lincoln Riley's not fooling anybody. I don't know why he never does. Worked up about it because it's but, Lincoln and he uh, hates media. I mean, I get it. As a head coach, you you want every advantage. You want every. It's you know. It, it's dumb. It's but, just it's just yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna take Oklahoma at 13 and a half. Unless you want to give me right. Twitter's 11 and a half. Uh, I would love to, but uh, I can't. Uh, Daniel, TCU at Oklahoma uh, on that injury. The injury rumors there. Max, uh, quarterback, you know, of TCU. That's when that line moved from 11, 11 and a half out to 13 and a half. Um, I'll plug it for you, TCU. You won last week, got me some dividends on symbol. I am long. Uh, 
keep cashing. My broker called me and said, my account's getting bigger, just holding TCU. So uh, this week, there's this narrative, right? Oh, Oklahoma is going to have a letdown after Red River. Uh, you guys might know better than I do. Is, isn't Lincoln Riley like 3-0 and or 4-0 and against the spread now after Red River? Or is that, uh, is, is, is that correct? Right. Is that, yeah. There's still that narrative out there that, oh, oh there's going to be some letdown for Oklahoma. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going with you guys. Oklahoma covers this spread. Uh, part of it is, although TCU had that big win, they still just feel like underperformers. God, so much of these big 12 teams that I loved, they're just like limping through the year. TCU is one of them doing it to me. I just don't see TCU in their current state hanging with Oklahoma if Oklahoma can continue what they did last week. This feels like, you know, 17-plus, 20-point-plus win for Oklahoma. Yeah, just a quick look back through their schedules. Um, after Texas, they typically just come out and smash the next week. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Link. I think Lincoln's undefeated against the spread after Red River. There we go. That's now is the time to take OU. Now is the time. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Symbol, Daniel. Symbol, proud sponsor here of the uh, 1012 podcast, the 1012 Network. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks, earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams or the teams you feel like you know well. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams or the teams that you own win, as Daniel mentioned. Uh, I haven't had a win in a little bit, most because I have Kansas. Long-term investment <laughs> Kansas State was off next week, last week. Uh, we'll talk about Kansas State here in just a minute. Uh, Symbol is offering a very special promotion here to the 1012 Podcast and the 1012 Network. They're going to hold a drawing for two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up at Symbol.com. Make a $25 deposit using the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. You'll be entered in for a chance to win two free tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Don't forget you can take part in our pick three we've been running. I am still tied for the lead with uh, Quadzilla. We both have 11 points. Uh, I got some FU eights behind me, some sevens. Uh, of course, we do weekly prize winners. Literally, I don't know what's going on. I, I swear I'm not making excuses. I looked at the order today for the stupid koozies, and it's just like, we're depending. I'm like, you charged me, so any time now. I have the list of all the winners. I got a nice little Excel, a little Google Sheet, so I'm going to let you know. So you want to take part in our pick three? It's free to do. Just go to symbol.com, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. Get us a free account. DM us. On Twitter, at 1012network. On Instagram, at 1012pod. I will send you the link. Okay? You can come join us. It's a lot of fun. I'll tweet it out this week uh, once we set the picks. Uh, I think the pick games for this week, we're going to do OSU, Texas, uh, Farmageddon, Kansas State, and Iowa State. And since it's the last non-con game of the of the season for the Pick 12, BYU-Baylor will be our games this week. So you can pick those in our pick three for weekly prizes and, of course, the grand prize of the season. So, symbol.com. Promo code NETWORK12. When you deposit your first $25, you'll be entered in for a chance to win two free tickets with your 12 game that you're choosing. Don't forget to sign up for our pick three. Thank you to Symbol. Love these guys. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out. I think you'll like it. 
Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball or basketball, baseball and softball, or any other Jayhawk competition, we have it. We have game previews and recaps, interviews with coaches and others close to the team, and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs. You can find us by searching for Rock Chalk Podcast on your favorite platform, so start listening today. All right, last Big 12 game on the docket, and it is a doozy, folks. It is Farmageddon. It is what is likely going to be the best rivalry in the Big 12 after Oklahoma and Texas part for the SEC. Uh, I don't care what trophy they decide to go with, whether it's a giant tractor, a a giant transformer in the middle of nowhere, whatever they want to do, we got to make this a formal rivalry. This thing needs to be officially named by the schools. It needs to be a big deal. This one is a fun one. And I am looking forward. I'm really looking forward to the games this weekend with the Big 12. I think this is a really, really good slate of Big 12 games this weekend. Uh, currently, Iowa State about a six, six and a half point favorite, depending upon you sh- where you shop. Over under around 50 and a half to 51. Chris, where do you want to go here, sir? Iowa State, they're two and three against the spread, one and one away. They're basically coming off of two bye weeks. The problem is they've lost to the only two decent teams they've played. And that's tough. Kansas State, 3-2 and two against the spread, coming off the bye following the OU loss. Their defensive front is solid. They're only allowing 86.4 yards per rush, or per game, rushing per game. Not per rush, that would be insane. <laughs> but where is their, their rush offense that they've kind of had their state, like their name on in the Big 12? I, I really don't like this game. It's a tough pick. We're going to learn a little bit about these teams. Twitter is with Iowa State with 65% of the vote. But I I think it's a really close game. I like Iowa State State to win, but not by six and a half. I'm going to take Kansas State. Daniel, what do you want here? I'm going to echo a little bit of what Chris was talking about. But you go back and look at both of these teams and how they performed this year. Iowa State... You know, like you said, the only two good covers were against UNLV in Kansas. Any, you know, Baylor, Iowa, I'm, I'm not going to count the the first game they played. Who was it? Northern Iowa. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's right. Um, they didn't cover the spread. They lost to Iowa and Baylor. Tough game against Baylor, rallied late it's just really hard to tell how this team is going to, you know, they're laying seven on the road against a K state team that there's, you know, when they were three and Oh, there was a lot of hype behind them, but you go look at their two losses and they're not terrible. Six point loss to Oklahoma and 11 point loss to Oklahoma state, but that game got away from them a little bit in that first quarter. And it really evened out in the back half of the game. K state's five and zero at home against Iowa state in the last five. That, that surprised me. 5-0 and oh straight up in the last five games playing at home against Iowa State. Seven is just too much for an Iowa State team that has really not shown me a lot. Both teams off a bye. This is going to be a close game. K-State to cover. Philip, before you answer here, what do you think, I want your guys' opinion, is this Matt Campbell's toughest coaching challenge inside of his tenure at Iowa State? Like to get this team to respond with two losses you know, what basically what their preseason goals were versus what's still on the table for, you know, 
how much fight do they have? I think this game is going to show us, but how much fight do they have and getting them up? You know, is, is this Campbell's toughest job at Iowa state so far? I, I don't know. I mean, they always start so September so poorly that like you could argue this isn't any different than normal. Like the only difference this year is the expectations preseason were so incredibly high as opposed to other seasons. But I mean, right now they're about on track for what they normally do. And, you know, to, to quote Mac, Mac, uh, Mac Brown after he, he complained about being a preseason top 10 team. Well, it's the media's fault that they put us there. Um, look, I, I think this team had high expectations. I think they're where they normally are. I feel like they, it really, this is a normal season for Iowa State. They struggle early out of, out of the gate. You know, they lose a game or two. You know, they lose to Iowa, and maybe they'll lose another game early. And then they get in October, and, and things turn around. They just haven't have only played one game in October so far. So, Maybe because of expectations, but other than that, it just feels like a normal Iowa State season. My opinion's a little different, and maybe it's because I'm not, you know, living in the Big 12, but this was supposed to be Iowa State's year. I mean, they, they were even getting bets to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was talk, you know, like, oh, you know, we're looking at a potential playoff team. What are we talking about? Do they go lose this game at K-State? They're three and three. Like, it's over. Right. It's like, I mean, it's over now, but if they're three and three, it's like, oh, Matt Campbell totally blew this. Like this, this was absolutely not how this season was supposed to go. Now, look, they come out four and two and they look amazing and they can rally and rah, rah. And they end the year at number 12 or, you know, 15 or something like that. Yeah. They save some face, but in some ways, sure. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're three and three with losses to K-State, Baylor and Iowa. The season's Mm -hmm. over. We talked about that on this pod, right? It's one thing to have the chip on your shoulder as an underdog and to have to go prove yourself versus listening to all the media, tell you how good you are, what your expectations are, starting to believe in that, and then have it all come crashing down. Yeah, and that's, then like, that's to, like Philip reading the headlines about yeah. his lead here in our picks. It's going to come yeah. crashing no, but, down. But it's a different mentality, right? You're not – listen, you can say that it's the media's fault for putting you there. Those players read it. They knew where they were supposed to be. They know where they are. Yep. That's it's in the locker room. There's no way it's not. How do they respond? I, I I mean, I think I think the world of Matt Campbell as a coach, but this is this is something he's gonna have to show us. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, for my pick, um, I agree with you guys. For the last thing I want is a third straight game that we all agree on. So I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I think your comment on the Kansas State run game, Chris, I think it will be significantly better this week because I think Skylar Thompson is now healthy. I think he's still going to be banged up all season, as I believe uh, was the, the quote by Kleiman, is that he's just, he's going to kind of be dealing with that injury all year. But I think he's healthier. I think this Kansas State team is healthier than it was the last couple of weeks. I think Iowa State has had time to work on some things. And Iowa State's defense is very good. Like, let's not forget, Iowa State's got a good defense. Like, I, I know Baylor, like, hit on them quick and early, but then they shut them down. But you also have the situation of who has the best special teams in the Big 12 on a regular basis? It's Kansas State. Who has the worst special teams in the Big 12 on a regular basis? It's Iowa State. There will be a special team score from Kansas State in this game, and because of that, I'm taking the over 50 because I can get 50 from Circa. I think this game goes over 50. I, I don't think it's like insanely over, but I can see both teams hitting into the upper 20s like a 28-24, that hits the over. 
even maybe a 31-27, that hits the over. I'm taking the over 50 in this one. Efficiency is 56.7, so there's that. Yeah, like I again, Iowa State's got a really good defense, but I think Kansas State is healthy, and Iowa State special teams are so bad. There's no way they don't give. I just I have a hard time not seeing Kansas State, the team that scores on special teams like all the time, finding a way to get one against an Iowa State special teams that has cost them a lot, and that's why I don't like. I think Kansas State's the right side. I almost think Kansas State might be able to pull this off because I'm worried about that special teams and it's cost them. It cost them against Baylor. They, the comeback was was halted there. The turnovers, I just, I like the over better than I like the line in this one. All right, so that wraps the Big 12. Time for our, our non-Big 12 picks, and um, I suck at these. I do. I'm terrible at the non-Big 12 picks. The against the spread, I try and do it all the time. I'm never very good at them. Missed on Bama. I got BC one time. I missed on Wyoming. I have missed on every all but one of my non-Big 12 picks. You know what I'm going to do this week? I'm not taking a pick against the spread. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take an over. I'm going to take an over in a game where one team's offense has turned things around since they made a change at quarterback. And one team's defense looks better than they actually were because they held Stanford to a low number. Meanwhile, Stanford had like eight possessions on their their side. Just just for clarification here, I'm taking the over in Arizona State and Utah. Right now it's about 51. Utah's offense has completely changed since they swapped quarterbacks. Charlie Brewer is like gone. He wandered into the desert somewhere. I don't know where he went. Uh, but he is gone now, and their offense has been better. They put up 42 points on on USC at USC. Now, look, we can talk about how good or bad USC is. That's fine. I think the quarterback change had a big effect for them. I think it's going to have a big effect this week. I think Arizona State is good. I do think they are a solid team. I think they're going to win the Pac-12 South. Yeah, they held Stanford to 10 points. Again, Stanford had like six possessions inside Arizona State's like 30 and couldn't do anything and they punted a few times. It was stupid. I think this game goes over. This point total feels too low. I'm tired of trying to pick against the spread and non-Big 12 picks, so I'm going to go with something completely different. I'm taking the over in Arizona State and Utah, and I can get it at... Is that 51, correct? I think that's what I said because that's what I wanted. That sounds right. I'm going to look around. I got to make... This is really good TV as I sit here and hunt for things. Yep, 51. Over 51. Chris? This is an interesting week. No coastal... Carolina to fall back on. I didn't pick them last week. I should have. They cost me. So I got to find something new. And when I have to find something new, I start looking at performance against the spreads. I like big matchups. Uh, And then I start narrowing it down from there. There were a lot of lopsided games this week looking at uh, spread records. But one that stood out for what should be obvious reasons, UCF at Cincinnati. Cincinnati 4-1 and one against the spread. UCF only 1-4 against the spread. 21 points is a lot. And I want to pick this game because, you know, new Big 12 members, why not? But at the same time, I don't know what side to be on. I'm going to... Hey, I, hey. Ain't that the shit? Oh, I know. I hate it. I want to pick this game. I really do. But man, efficiency only has it being like a 14 point game, a two score game. The spread, the numbers at three scores. 
oh, I like Cincinnati and I hope they win because I want them to stay there in the playoff. But maybe they're getting too much. Oh, my gosh. Maybe Daniel's going to – Daniel, you could give me your thoughts on this game right after this, but I am going to go with UCF, I think. Yes, UCF. Okay. Okay. If I if I was to bet that game, I have nothing on that game for this weekend. If I was to bet it, it would be UCF or no play for me. Okay. Inflated line, you know, just – It's 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Yeah, bet I'll, on lines. I'll take that. every just... little point, fraction of a point I can get. Yeah, bet MGM has that one. Okay. Uh, Daniel, where do you want here? I got a game circuit. I'm going right to it. Bet online, still hanging at 12. I actually bet it today uh, for just one unit. Maybe I'm, you know, I guess if my bet online account's shorter on Saturday, then, then I, am, uh, I am an idiot. But I love Purdue plus 12. Purdue versus Iowa. Are you kidding me? This game is so – there's so much going in Purdue's favor here spread differential situations, uh, conference visiting dog with low totals, conference visiting dog on rest. I mean, there's just every single sort of spot angle you can take for Purdue and you've got it in this game. And then add on to just just the dumb luck factor Iowa has had all year. Uh, They keep running into these lucky wins, holding on to these games that, you know, 27 yards of offense and putting up points like just the stupidest stuff i mean not literally but it's like this is going to end at some point for iowa uh i just feel like this purdue team's gonna at least hang 12 points easy i'm i don't think they're gonna upset them but it wouldn't blow me away if purdue was to win this game against iowa i okay has got a, a touch of fraud situation going on i'm not saying they're not a good oh. team but, no, but no, like, no, no, you're right. They rely you know, on like, specials. They rely on like amazing field position. Like it's ridiculous. And the number the time, of time, timely, timely injuries on the other team, uh, you oh, know, yeah. just, just bounces going their way, special teams, defensive, uh, you know, scores, things, things that really fall into the luck category are just all falling this team's way right now. And it's like, are they the second or third best team in the country? Like, really? No. So I'm betting against them. Purdue. With the points, let's go. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Leaves dog of the week time. Dog of the week. Um, Chris, who's your dog? Oh, back to me. Okay. Man, you're up, sir. This is tough. Okay. So I'm between two games. Mm-hmm. And I'm well, deciding. You get one. Deci- I know, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm deciding live. Clemson, Syracuse. Syracuse is surprisingly pretty good against the spread. They're a 13 and a half point dog. I think that number has gone up. As the week's gone on, I'm not sure. 13 and a half points. Oh, man. Can they get that right upside? You do know this is, this I, is that's what I'm right? saying. I, okay. But I look at the, the number, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there are two score underdog. That's a little less likely than one score rate or three point. I try to stay around that three point range. More likely to happen, you know, playing the odds. Uh, but also like Fresno State at Wyoming. Wyoming is straight up the favorite in efficiency by three and a half points. And they are a three and a half point dog in the, on the betting lines. Um, it's interesting. I think I really want to take Syracuse and just ride with it. I, t- I try to stay away from the power five in these situations. I never, I don't know why. I just feel like there's just too much information. And the lines are just too good. So I think I'm going to go with Wyoming. 
Although if I take Wyoming, they're one in three against the spread. So it's both of my picks going against their spread records, which is not something I typically do. But I'll take Wyoming. Caution to the wind, friend. Caution to the wind. Uh, Daniel, what do you want here, man? I've had this game circled. I'm going to have some real money down on it. Spread and money line come Saturday. Um, Air Force. Money line dog. Straight up going to Boise State. The line's already come down to four a little bit. Uh, Air Force having a great year. I mean, they're obviously a running team, but just they're having a great year on the ground, even for them. Uh, Boise State, unfortunately, limping into this game with the 98th ranked rush defense. They are going to be in for a world of hurt if they can't get it together on offense. And Air Force's pass defense has been, historically for them, better than usual this season. So I think we're going to have a situation where Air Force is going to be able to just you know, keep Boise at bay, limit the big plays. And if Air Force can inch, inch out a lead at any point in this game, it's going to be extremely hard for Boise to get back in this game and control the game with their rush defense. So Air Force, let's go, baby. Six and one. I like that pick. I do. I, yeah. I had that one Boise as an option. Big win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, that win over BYU, like credit to them, but it was a little bit, a little bit fluky. Um, I saw that one. I liked it. I'm not going to take it now because I don't want to take the one the same one you have. So I've got two other ones I'm considering. Um, the ACC is an absolute freaking mess. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I know that North Carolina State's quite good, but they're a three-point favorite on the road at Boston College. I believe Boston College has won four of the last six at home against North Carolina State. And I'm really tempted to take that one. I'm really tempted to take Boston College, but I'm going to go to a team that uh, – that won my dog of the week at the beginning of the season and is a road dog right now at a team that, look, Washington was bad and they're, they're getting better. They are, they are improving. There is no argument against that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but, uh, and UCLA, you know, they got propped up way too high because of that LSU win. And guess what LSU is not good. Not good. Um, but, but, yeah, um, UCLA won for me in the past. That that, that LSU win, I think UCLA is going to win for me again. I'm taking UCLA, who is currently a two point dog at Washington, to pull off the upset uh, over the Huskies and uh, and get that win. That's that's a tough game for me to cap. I got nothing yeah. right now, but a lot of I think anything in the Pac-12 would have to be tough to pack to hey, cap, right so is the acc like Touché, who knows yeah. what's gonna happen they're too <laughs> just like what is happening in these conferences so you know i i guess i'm just going with my gut that's all i got i don't have a utsa pick or, a, or a, well i mean you right. don't have to go to that conference i don't yeah stay in a conference where you already know what's gonna happen <laughs> which which one is that <laughs> exactly i'm picking a Tell dog me, here once too you, once you figure it out let me know okay Okay, I will. Uh, very good, guys. This has been a ton of fun. Always enjoy it. Daniel, always a pleasure, man. Uh, where can uh, everybody check out the, the work you do covering, uh, like I said, covering games, but betting all week long? Come find me at DannerB7 on Twitter, posting soccer picks, posting international basketball picks, just stupid stuff. Uh, in my bio, uh, there's a, a link to follow all of my plays. Got about 400 people right now, keeping me honest posting real lines, available lines, real juice, real results. Follow along. Fade me, cash with me, whatever you'd like. Chris? Yeah, you can find the Langering Gauntlet at 
the underscore LGG on Twitter. If you find it, you know what to do. I'm not going to say follow, like all that stuff, because by this, at this point, y'all know how that works. Either will or you won't. And that's great. Follow us on Twitter, as I mentioned, at 1012 Network, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. Follow us on Instagram at 1012 Pod. Uh, do us a favor, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help the show. Uh, five stars if you don't mind. And if you write us a review, I will read it here on the podcast, either on Monday or Thursday show. It really, it really does help us out. And if you're a fan of the show, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a simple request. You know, this is uh, an make, opportunity to make Philip read just whatever you want him to read. Okay, no vulgarity, or I'll just bleep it out. But yeah, tell you what. Have some fun with it, okay? You do a fun one, I'll read it. Uh, make sure to check out every show in the 1012 network, okay? We are a network that covers the Big 12. Love this network. It continues to grow. We've got more things in the works. We've got Fire the Cannon for our Texas fans. We've got Feels Like 45, our new Oklahoma State show. We've got Rock Jock Podcast for Kansas. Raspy Voice Kids for West Virginia. We've got Funky Frog Pod for TCU. Uh, and of course, we have our basketball pod, folks. Basketball is coming. Basketball is coming. And Christine is doing an amazing job previewing the teams uh, before the season starts in less than a month. So go check out the Midwest Madness podcast. Okay. Media check out Days. The network. They'll be at Media Days. Uh, yeah. Andy and Christine will both be at Big 12 Men's and Women's Basketball Media Days uh, next week on, I believe, Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, we'll talk more about that on Monday. Keep an eye on our social. We'll, we'll have some stuff going out there for both of them. So. Follow us on social, check out all the shows, rating and review, follow Daniel, follow Chris. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Podcast Network.